0: We are Penn State. That's the cheer that has united alumni and fans for generations on game day at Beaver Stadium and year round. This season on the Football Letter podcast, we'll speak with Lettermen who embody success with honor and with volunteer leaders who bring the Alumni Association's mission to life. Also, on select episodes, Football Letter editor emeritus John Black will share his historic perspective reading from letters he wrote during his 46 years covering Penn State football and sharing behind-the-scenes stories. On behalf of producer Vince Longaro, football letter photographer Steve Manuel, and everyone at the Alumni Association, this is football letter editor John Petitionock, Jr. Thank you for tuning in, and this week's show is coming at you right now. Hello, Penn Staters, and welcome to this week's episode of the Football Letter Podcast. This week, we're catching up with Angela White, a standout volunteer leader with the Penn State Alumni Association. Angela is a 2008 Penn State grad from the Smeal College of Business, majoring in marketing and sociology. For two and a half years now, almost, Angela has overseen and owned her own business, so she's an entrepreneur. It's appropriately named Angela White Events. Angela is a wedding planner and is a self-described event queen. And we have not mentioned Angela's chapter yet, and here's why. Instead of saying hello, we're going to say aloha, because Angela is the president of our Hawaii chapter, dialing in from the uh, Aloha State. Angela, welcome to the Football Letter Podcast. We are so thrilled that you're joining us. How are you doing today?
1: Good morning from Hawaii. Doing great.
0: Yeah, before we went on air, we thought every morning is a good morning in Hawaii, right, Angela?
1: It's really hard to complain. I'm looking at beautiful sunshine and blue skies.
0: Yeah, just to rub it in a little bit more for our alumni, I was looking at the forecast for Honolulu this week. Mid to high 80s sunshine, lots of yellow for the sunshine. And so uh, we'll have to talk with our our directors and our colleagues here at the Alumni Association to plan a, a work trip to, to Honolulu to see you sometime, Angela. Yeah, we'll make that happen. You know, maybe a good place to start is, you know, could you give an overview of the Hawaii chapter, you know, the ground you cover both geographically, um, you know, maybe what are some of the top priorities for you and your chapter year round?
1: Sure. So we do have alumni in, let's assume, all of the islands. Our main center is the island of Oahu. That's where I live. That's where we have our consistent every week football watch parties. You know, Honolulu is here, the state capital. We have Pearl Harbor, Waikiki, where most folks who are visiting Hawaii are familiar with. So that's Oahu. And then we also have Game Watch parties on Maui and Kauai, depending on the start time. Um, And then we have folks on various neighbor islands. So we stay in communication with them, but most of the activity is here on Oahu.
0: So sticking with that theme with the the football chapter watch party, so you're six hours behind Eastern time zone. So for a noon kick up and at them at 6 a.m., you know, outside of the early start time, uh, you know, actually, let's just stick with that theme with the early start time. You know, how how do your watch parties connect Penn Staters?
1: Sure. So our watch parties are a ton of fun. There is a stark difference between between a 6 a.m. kickoff and any other time. So 6 a.m. kickoff, we maybe have our one or two or three diehards there and then everyone else kind of rolling in as their morning gets started. Um, But the other games, you know, 9 a.m., noon, if we have a game that's, you know, 7 p.m. Eastern time and we get to watch it in the afternoon, it feels like such a luxury and we get a packed house for a good game at a later time, but those 6 a.m. game watches, we're really grateful to have the bar that opens for us, serves us coffee, serves us Bloody Marys, has breakfast, but there's uh, something to be said about driving to the bar in the dark before it opens in the morning.
0: Yeah, we've got a a bunch of noon kicks uh, this season. We're also going to have some more night games with uh, CBS and, and Fox and NBC and just kind of a more national coverage for Penn State football. Um, we're also going to be coming out to the West Coast starting uh, next season more often. And so we'll keep an eye on those early kick times. So if you see a noon kick, just say a little thoughtful. Uh, keep your thoughts with Angela in the Y chapter. Know that they're getting up early. Uh, you know, when you have that opportunity, and we'll talk about what the chapter does beyond football as well. When you do have the opportunity to get Penn Staters together on game day, You know, what does that mean for the chapter itself? And kind of what does that opportunity mean for you, uh, for Penn Staters to just get together and enjoy some time together and watch the football team?
1: Sure. It's a really special thing here, of course, being so far from the mainland and, of course, even further from dear old state. So we always have a different group of people, whether that's because there are tourists visiting. Maybe it's their once in a lifetime trip to Hawaii. Maybe they come you know, every other year for Christmas, so we see them at the bowl game. The next layer of that is a lot of our alumni who live here are connected to the military. We have all branches, well, maybe not Space Force, but we have most branches of the military with bases here on Oahu, so we get a lot of Penn Staters who are connected to the military who are here for a year or two or three, and they kind of come and go, and then the rest of us are folks that live here and are no longer connected to the military or not at all. Um, And we kind of come and go. I've moved away and come back. Um, But it's any given week, you're going to meet someone that you've never met before. You likely won't see again. Um, So it's nice to be, pun intended, the island of Penn State all the way out here in the middle of the Pacific Ocean because once you're in there and you see the Penn State flag at the door, you know, you know you're at the right bar and you know the experience you're going to have.
0: So rocking watch parties in Honolulu, sometimes as early as 6 a.m. Uh, Angela, beyond football, what are some of the things that the Hawaii chapter does year-round to keep Penn Staters connected?
1: Yeah, we're definitely active in the off-football season. We volunteer regularly, we do a beach cleanup that's becoming, getting bigger each time we do it. We volunteered on the Battleship Missouri before, which is a nonprofit here, it's located in Pearl Harbor. So tons of historical significance. Um, We welcomed the Penn State men's volleyball team here in the spring, they were here for a tournament. So we were able to have dinner with them, do a meet and greet. And then they beat the University of Hawaii at game five, right down to the end. So that was amazing. Anytime anyone's coming here from Penn State, obviously we want to be here to welcome them. We also do a good amount of fundraising. We recently pulled all our Penn State minds together to do something for the fires on Maui in Lahaina. Um, Kathy Yu is one of our really active board leaders alongside um, myself and a handful of others. She had posted on Instagram about the Stevedores collecting donations at the dock. We decided to support it as a chapter. We made it to Costco. We raised money. Other chapters were sharing it. It was a really beautiful Penn State connection, just seeing... Not only the Penn Staters here and our networks, but then the Penn State Alumni Association Network just really doing what it does. And we were able to raise, I think, almost $2,000 that was all sent to Maui, either in the form of donations or monetary donations to organizations that were well-vetted.
0: That's so wonderful to hear, Angela. We just wanted to take a moment and say thank you for all the different ways that you get back to your local community. And I think that's a good example for for all Penn Staters in that, you know, maybe you're interested in football watch parties or maybe you're interested in something else and you just kind of want to get involved in the local community. Your local Penn State chapter, chances are, you know, they offer a number of activities and, and opportunities like the like the Hawaii chapter does. So thank you, Angela.
1: Sure. And we do a couple other things that are even more. We just do a couple other things that are different. We do the Beaver Stadium 5K fun run walk. In the spring, we do our own because obviously we're not getting back there. So, you know, every different event attracts a different type of Penn Stater. Um, You know, we do stuff leading up to THON. We fundraise for THON as a chapter, just depending on the time of year and what's going on. And then, of course, being this far away, you know, it's Halloween. Some of the Penn State girls and I this weekend are doing a doubleheader of two (laughs) Halloween movies. So the Penn Staters are there. You just have to kind of find them.
2: With alumni chapters across the country and beyond, there's always a group of Penn Staters ready to add you to their cheering squad. Alumni Association membership includes access to all our chapters without additional fees or chapter dues. See the list of active chapters, which includes information for chapter websites, social media pages, and contact info at alumni.psu.edu backslash groups.
0: You know we have more than 130 alumni chapters, more than 200 affiliate groups. You know, so many of them talk about, you know, even beyond the network, it's it's a community, it's a family, and so you know I think there's also something to be said for when you meet a Penn Stater and you're a little bit farther away than say Maryland or Ohio. Um, you know maybe there's a little bit extra connection there as you were saying. Um, and I wanted to follow up on something you said earlier. You said you moved away from Hawaii and moved back just wondering, you know, how long have you been in Hawaii and what role did the chapter play? And once you were in Hawaii, you know, kind of finding, you know, your own network, your own community.
1: Sure. So I actually moved to Hawaii three days after graduating Penn State, much to my parents' dismay. Um, I moved here with two other Penn Staters. I had family here, Um, but I lived here, moved away and then decided to come back. But when I first got here, Watching Penn State football was not on my radar. I was here to try to be an adult. And once I caught wind that there was a chapter or there was a bar, it was two guys belly up at a downstairs bar, which is exactly what you're used to at Penn State, um, watching the football game. So I sat belly up with them and the chapter has come into existence and then kind of backed away a few times from my understanding. So what we were able to do was just kind of get the word out about the chapter back then. um, You know, I'm a marketing major, I'm an events person, so I like to organize and I like to communicate. So this was in 2008, beginning of Facebook days, the good old days of Facebook, right? Um, So we started a chapter page. And the chapter has been alive in some form ever since. So that's been really special. And it kind of grew from that, like, not great downstairs bar, right? We have to work with what's available at 6 a.m. We eventually moved upstairs to Buffalo Wild Wings because people were bringing their kids in pajamas at 6 a.m. to watch Penn State. Um, So we kind of elevated it there and then moved to a bar that we are um lucky to have that bar. They always open at 6am. It's rivals in Waikiki. So if you're there on vacation, you can join us, but we get the sound. They give us a discount on food and beverage. They take really good care of us. So being able to have that kind of home for the Penn Staters is great. And then also the, you know, the students and the families too.
0: You know, Angela, you mentioned a couple of things that, you know, we wanted to follow up on. One, you said you were a marketing major at Penn State. Um, So how did your Penn State experiences, the leadership skills that you learned at Penn State, how did they transfer over to your role as a chapter president and even early on as you started to take on a leadership role within the chapter?
1: Yeah, I would say I definitely always was drawn to being a leader. I mean, even in high school and not a lot of people volunteer for that sort of stuff. So that's how you get in those positions is you show a little bit of interest. And like I said, I'm... um, a busybody. I'm organized and I like to be doing a lot of things. So my personality type paired with that just kind of made it easy. So when I find the, you know, there's just a couple guys in Penn State shirts sitting at the bar, I think, okay, where are the rest of the Penn Staters and how can we reach them? And usually the answer to that question is I can figure that part out, right? That I can do. Um, so I'm a millennial, you know, I was at Facebook at Facebook. Goodness, right? I was at Penn State when Facebook first came out and it was only for college students. So I knew about the internet, you know, that's exactly the demographic. So um, naturally that comes my way. And then Penn State, um, you know, I feel like Penn State really gave me the skill set that I was looking for. I'm from Pittsburgh. I grew up going to Catholic school and I'm Feisty and sassy, and you know that doesn't fit in great in Catholic school as a little girl. I talk too much. I can't sit still. Then I went to Penn State, where that mindset was different, and I found out I could be a woman in business. And it was like, sign me up! You know, how do we? What do we do next here? So I found the opportunities in the business school, you know, there's someone that will review your resume for free. I went to that woman. I went to her twice. I mean, what Penn State for me was everything I hoped that it would be. And then I knew that if I applied myself, I knew that there were more opportunities there than just going to class and just meeting your roommates, you know, the people down the hall. So I feel like I approached it aggressively. And now I, Penn State helped me hone that kind of skill set. And now I don't, I don't think I know how to turn it off.
0: <laughs> Given the, the passion and the enthusiasm that you have for Penn State, when you're at one of your watch parties or you're at the student send off and you're seeing in person these connections that you're talking about, what's the personal significance for you? What are the emotions that you're feeling knowing that, you know, Penn Staters are finding one another thousands of miles away from Happy Valley?
1: Yeah. I'm like the proud grandma, like such a proud alumna. Um, I wanted to go to Penn State mostly because of Penn State cheerleader Barbie. But the reason I was exposed to Penn State cheerleader Barbie was my, we'll call him uncle, close family friend. Um, And he went to Penn State and his garage had all the football buttons. And I was 10 when they had their first baby. I mean, I was like a big girl and able to hold her and able to be that doting auntie that I am as an adult, but she had a Penn State cheerleader Barbie. And to me, it was like, okay, I could see the passion. I knew that he went to college. I was 10. Um, So right there, hook, line, and sinker for Penn State with me. I saw his passion. I saw his life. And as a 10-year-old girl, I mean, you're the Barbie movie. Penn State even had its own Barbie and she came with a diploma. So I mean, there you go. I was born that day, but that community You know, that was my first glimpse of it going to Penn State, you know, getting into main campus when my guidance counselor told me I wouldn't, you know, it's just kind of the you hear about haters fueling you and then something like that happens and you're like, oh, okay. you know, I knew how I knew that Penn State community. I knew that secret sauce. And then, you know, they let me in and here we are. And now they're, you know, like I said, I was at the college fair talking about Penn State to high school students yesterday. And I said, it does become our personality once you're there. So it's just so nice to be able to foster that. And not just for the students. I mean, that's that's the low hanging fruit, watching the students get to meet each other at these student send offs and know someone when they get to Penn State, which is thousands of miles from here. But then kind of the secondary bonus is their parents not knowing anything about Penn State and we have this event for them. And hopefully they're bringing the whole family and you know, we're just kind of showing them like here we are, we're the grown up Penn State students, we're the alumni. Um, so it's really nice to just see kind of, like I said, like a grandma, the whole family, the students, the parents, the alumni, all making the connections from this far away.
2: When you join the Alumni Association, the football letter catapults you into the compelling world of Penn State football. From team arrival to the alma mater and post-game interviews, experience game day and Happy Valley up close with the players and coaches with the letter, a first-hand account written exclusively for Penn State alumni, an extensive photo gallery featuring 100-plus pictures, captivating videos, social media coverage that highlights why alumni love Penn State football, and much more. Receive the football letter all season and learn more about the power of membership at alumni.psu.edu FBL. You are listening to the football letter podcast. We
0: are catching up with Angela White, president of our Hawaii chapter. Uh, Angela, you mentioned you were at a high school career fair uh, the other day. You also mentioned before we started uh, going on air, you, you you're a wedding planner and you were at a wedding where that involved a Penn State graduate. What was that like to connect with them? Did they know you were a Penn State grad ahead of time? And um, yeah, let's just start there.
1: Oh yeah. So as an event planner, when COVID happened, 2020, I was laid off immediately. And my husband and I were, at the time, planning to move back to Hawaii. So that was the catalyst for starting my own business to launch once I got here to Hawaii. I've since now done two weddings in Washington where I lived after Hawaii and before Hawaii for friends of mine who I met, of course, through the Penn State chapter there in Seattle. So I've been back to Washington twice to plan Penn State weddings, which, I mean, pinch me for the whole entrepreneurial journey. But I mean, planning weddings for other Penn Staters, pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, hopefully everyone uh, somewhat behaved themselves. We've seen videos of Penn State weddings where the Nittany line walks in or, you know, that's a blue band wedding and, and people get pretty, they have a good time. Well, let's just say it that way. And so um, I'm sure that was a good time for you, Angela. We we saw you this summer. You were back on the University Park campus for a conference uh, for alumni leaders. You know, you mentioned kind of the the connections that you have there in, in Hawaii. And you, you said something earlier about, you know, just showing a little bit of interest. If you're if a potential volunteer leader is listening to this and they want to get involved in their local chapter, but they're just not sure how, you know, they're not sure where to start. Like what would be some advice that you would have for them in terms of, you know, what's a good way to just maybe get started and take a first step?
1: Sure. I mean, find, find your chapter, sign up for their newsletter or subscribe to their Facebook, Instagram, whatever. I mean, if you have that one, one moment of interest, go ahead and find them, see what they're doing. And then, um, you know you want to if you want to get involved email them or dm them on instagram you know we're all volunteers we're all paid and um you know it's it's all the currency is penn state spirit you bring your penn state spirit we have it we share it it's there um but also it's not it's not a one way street right if you're new in a city and this is what happened so often in Seattle with the influx of people moving there for jobs is that you won't know anyone in your new city except your coworkers. And that's really hard to forge a friendship. So find the chapter and find your friends, find your Penn Staters, find where to get your haircut. Like the Penn Staters are there doing what they do, you know, watching football, grabbing a drink afterwards, probably in this example, going out for Halloween, you know, Find those Penn Staters and they will lead you to your new life wherever it is, or just a taste of home if you're on vacation. We love when we get a visitor from a different Penn State chapter or someone who was walking past the hotel in Waikiki that the bar is in. You know, it's just they're there, the Penn Staters are there. And then also, you know, it is as we bragged at the college fair, the Alumni Network is not just us being obsessed. It's literally in the paperwork. It's what we're bragging about at the college fair. I think the number is 750,000 alumni, don't quote me. But you know, coming back this summer was amazing. And I was able to go because of a grant given by another alumni chapter. They flew me and a couple others from other chapters. But I mean, once you're connected Penn State doesn't just serve you for your college years. It keeps us going.
0: The currency is Penn State spirit. <laughs> somebody needs to slap somebody needs to slap that on a t-shirt and just I will happily hand over my money. We're gonna Vince we need <laughs> to make us. sure that we
1: it in here cut this part out, save it for our next product launch.
0: Yeah, we gotta Vince we gotta we gotta catch up after this to figure out how we make that an actionable item as they say. And Angela, we can quote you. We've got the official facts here. So, uh, living alumni, 775,000 and change. So, um, you know, that's, we're not bragging. That's just the numbers. That's the real number. And so,
1: yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Obviously, we're fortunate and, and grateful to have so many outstanding uh, volunteer leaders such as Angela. Angela, what was your favorite class at Penn State?
1: Oh, favorite class at Penn State. My knee-jerk reaction is to say anything that made me walk past the Willard Preacher, Um, but maybe, maybe that is the truth. My minor was in sociology. My major was in business, and I felt like that businesswoman that I wanted to be marching into the business building, but then my minor was sociology, which is just learning the patterns that people use to make their life decisions, family, culture, demographics, all ties into first you walk past the Willard Preacher. John, do you know the Willard Preacher?
0: Oh, you and I could see you and Gary going back and forth. That would be must see theater.
1: Oh, no, no, not fresh out of Catholic school. I was not, I was not ready for that. I would sit there and listen and I would eat my lunch out there, but the Willard Preacher was like the, you know, he's the keeper of the Willard building. And then you go in, you have your sociology classes, which was unlike the business classes, unlike the gen eds, you're taking your first two years. And of course, unlike Catholic school where it just kind of cracked my brain open to understand humans and the way they operate. So I love my sociology minor. I don't know how I got to that decision but it made perfect sense for me because my degree is in marketing, our customer is the consumer. So then I kind of felt like in my back pocket knowing how people made their decisions was important and then that of course was the perfect setup to move someplace like Hawaii where the demographic is completely different from Pennsylvania.
0: Angela White, president of our Hawaii chapter, 2008 Penn State grad, um feisty in her own <laughs> words, uh, going up against the Willard preacher in, in uh, at Penn State. <laughs> Angela, you represent Penn State as well in the Aloha State. Thank you so much for stopping by the podcast and catching up. We were thrilled to to catch up with you and We'll keep you updated about what our directors say about taking a business trip to Honolulu.
1: Let's do it. Thank you so much, John. All
2: right. Thanks, Angela. Angela White, everyone. Wherever your journey leads, you will always be part of the we and We Are Penn State. Keep that bond strong by joining our community of alumni and friends today. Learn more about the power of membership at alumni.psu.edu backslash youbelong.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Football Letter podcast. As a reminder, all Penn Staters will receive the Football Letter game day email Saturday morning, and Alumni Association members will also receive the Football Letter on Monday. You can join the world's largest alumni association by visiting alumni.psu.edu slash belong. See you soon on game day, and we are...